Hello, everyone. Welcome to our podcast. Here we will delicately and tactfully walk through each psychological issue. Psych! This podcast is meant for entertainment purposes only. This is not intended as individual, psychological, or medical advice. Please proceed at your own risk and always defer to your individual medical or mental health care team. Basically, don't make it weird, guys. Right. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Shit Your Shrink Thanks. As we go on, we remember all the times we've had together. And as our lives change, come whatever, we will still be therapist, therapist friends forever. <laughs> <laughs> this is part two on terminating yeah. with your therapist. And we thought the graduation song really captured. Yes. But it's not quite friends, so we tried to edit it. <laughs> we're like, we're not your friend, we're your therapist. Therapist? So we edited a little. Anyway. Yeah. Pretty sure that was vitamin C that's saying that. Oh, that's why I was did you see me being yeah, like, you were like vitamin special K? Special K. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. I mean, it's, oh, it's a letter. No. <laughs> they have some nutrients. Whatever. I think you, were, I, you were on the right path. They have <laughs> nutrients. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's where I'm at. I've become my, like, grandparents. I'm just... <laughs> Oh, word finding is is my struggle. Yeah, I think I was like combining that with the old band Reliant K. Okay. Do yeah, you remember yeah, yeah. that band? I liked Reliant K. They had an and awesome Christmas album, if you've ever Really? Yeah, you should were yeah. they, weren't they like a Christian band? Wasn't I think they were true. Yeah, I think they were. Yeah. Remember that like time period of our adult lives where there was like hardcore metal Christian? Uh yeah. That was like a thing. It was a thing. Is that still happening? I think there is. They had like my husband went to a concert that was called like the Heaven and Hell concert where they had like really gothic you know, dark, heavy, and then the other side of the metal was like the Christian metal. That's it was like so cool. Right? Whoa. Yeah. It sounded like a really cool concert. That is really cool. Like okay. a cool thing. Yeah. 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 Anyway, well, welcome back, folks. <laughs> this is our podcast. It's called Shit Your, Your Shrink, Shrink Thanks. This is a podcast where two shrinks tell you what we think about life skills, mental health. We give you information about statistics, fun facts about your brain. Yeah. And we also tell you a little bit about our own lives and how we're coping and what skills we're using and how effective they are for us. Yep. So... Cool. There's that. Fun. Fun ne things. <laughs> Neato. Okay. So as we do every single week, we do have a what's good. And yes. this section talks about something that either happened to us that was positive this week or something that was just we thought was cool or a story we want to share with the other person. Right. So my what's good is the great way to know when a character in a story is kind of toxic. Okay. So a lot of fictional characters are idolized by people who kind of miss the entire point of the story. Mm -hmm. Think of Grey from Fifty Shades Ugh. of Grey, right? Okay. Yeah. So some people think he seems like wonderful and sexy man of his dreams when, in fact, he's kind of narcissistic and misogynistic, right? He's like, yeah, he's the this worst. Is, this is terrible. So I have heard there's this rule that's called the Danny DeVito rule, where oh. if you change the actor to Danny DeVito, 
are the character, like, are the things that they're doing, is it now, like, psychotic and scary <laughs> instead of sexy? <laughs> Don't get me wrong, Danny DeVito. You're, like, a baller actor. Yeah. But. What's up, DeVito? Yeah. Hope you're having a great day. I hope it's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. But, I, you know, you're not necessarily the idolized feminist yeah. hot man. Yeah. Okay. So if you replace a character with Danny, with Danny DeVito, DeVito <laughs> are the characteristics now creepy or are they awesome? Care for an egg in this trying time? <laughs> always sunny. Oh, I love that. Yes. Right? That's awesome. I like that rule so very much. Yes. I could... Use that rule in many situations. Yeah. Listen, lots of people could use this rule. Like, yeah, think use about it, it in if your, you're a, yeah, with your relationships. You don't have to just do movies and yes. books and stuff. If if that guy is now Danny DeVito, yeah. are you creeped out? Are you annoyed? Are you like, get yeah. away from me? Or are you still enjoying the behaviors? Yeah. It could even be like your parents, like just randomly your parents become Danny DeVito and are not related to you. If Danny DeVito was, <laughs> was doing these, those things and saying those things. Yeah. Like, would that be okay with you? No. Or yes. And that lets you know whether it's okay. Or even like, I mean, we can switch genders or make genders sure. they, them. And yes, Danny DeVito still applies. Yeah. Hmm. I really like that. Thank you for this information. I love it. Thank you so for this gift. What is your what's good? Sunny, I'm really excited to hear this. You, you've got a tale for me. Yeah, I do have a tale. So I am very into folklore, as I have mentioned, and I very often use folklore in my own life to kind of understand lessons. But I also use these lessons kind of like to communicate something easily and differently to clients. Mm -hmm. So Michaela had gotten me for my birthday something really, really cool. It was called an oracle deck. It's like a witchy kind of spooky thing, like a tarot card deck, something yeah. similar. And it was mermaids, which was even cooler. I almost died. And one of the cards I pulled for, you know, how my present is, is something called the Selkie Mermaid. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if I'm saying that right. Yeah, I don't know if it's Selkie or Silky. I yeah, don't know. I'm not sure. I'm going to call it Selkie. But... It reminded me, so the Selkie mermaid is based on an old Scottish or Irish folktale. And this uh, really perfectly described my present. And also, I just wanted to share it with the audience, the folktale. It's a little bit long, but it has a really cool message. And I thought that maybe some people could relate. Yeah, I love it. I'm, I, I'm snuggling in. I thought that this does pertain to both parenthood, but it also pertains to like remembering who you are and your identity. So mm. everybody, buckle up. I'm going to tell you a tale, and you can see if this applies to your mental health in any way. This tale is called The Selkie Bride, and this was as told by B. Ferguson. A long time ago, on the west coast of Scotland, a fisherman had spent all day at sea, but he had only caught very few small fish. So as night began to fall, he rowed to shore and beached his little boat. As he walked towards his cottage across the pebbly beach, he heard beautiful voices singing, a song more beautiful than any he had ever heard. He turned towards the sound, and there, near the water, a dozen sulky folk were laughing and playing and singing. The fisherman could not believe his eyes. Very few people had ever seen the seal folk, who now and then cast aside their skins and mm. took on human form to play on shore. He stood and stared, but when the Selkie folk noticed him, they quickly dived into the sea and slipped beneath the rolling waves. They disappeared. I must have been dreaming, said the fisherman aloud, and again he turned towards his cottage. But something nagged at him, so he turned again, and this time he noticed something sleek and shiny lying on a rock. Ooh. 
He walked closer, and now he saw what it was. It was a seal skin. No one will ever believe I've seen the Selkies unless I show them this, he said, and he leaned over and he picked up the skin and slung it over his shoulder. I can make a pretty penny if I sell it, he said. Just as he spoke, he heard footsteps close behind him, and he quickly turned to look. There was an exquisitely beautiful young woman, but she was weeping hard. It nearly caused the fisherman's heart to break. Beautiful woman, he said, why do you cry? She sniffled and looked into his eyes. Kind sir, she said, choking back tears. You have my seal skin. Please give it back, for I belong to the Selkies, and I cannot live under the sea without my skin. Mm. The fisherman could not stop staring. You see, he had fallen in love at first sight. And because he was a young man... (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) And because he was a young man and terribly headstrong, he thought he must keep her with him. So he clutched the seal skin hard to his chest. Dear lady, he said. This could be the Danny DeVito rule. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, dear lady, he said. Gently, be my wife, for I have fallen in love with you. And without your seal skin, you'll have to live on land. I'll make you happy. I promise I'll do anything. Please, sir, she cried. I can never be happy on land, and my folk will be so worried. I must go home. But the young man was stubborn, so he smiled as sweetly as he could, bowed his head, and bent down on one knee. Dear woman, I have a cozy little cottage. I'll keep you warm by the fire. I'll feed you all the fish you could ever wish to eat. I promise you we'll live a happy life on land. Please agree to be my bride. This is a little coercive. Mm-hmm. The young woman was helpless without her skin. She was trapped on the land and couldn't get back to her home in the sea. So she took his hand and he led her home. Surely she would manage to get her skin back from him soon, she thought. For many weeks, the fisherman kept the sealskin with him, for he feared his bride-to-be would steal it and slip away. But after a while, the selkie began to settle into life on land. And when the fisherman saw this, he pushed the skin inside a crevice in the chimney. She'll never find it there, he said to himself. Another month went by and they got married. They were very happy, actually. The fisherman was kind and generous. He truly loved his wife. And he always worked hard to make her happy, although he was still very stubborn. After a while, the sulky woman grew to love her stubborn husband, and sometimes she would sing to him. Those nights, he thought he was the happiest man in the world. Mm. As the years passed, the couple had several children. And the selkie wife loved these lads and lassies with all of her heart. Occasionally, the children would find their mother on the beach, gazing wistfully out to the sea. Mm. Mother, why do you look so sad? They would ask. Oh, I've only been dreaming too long, she would say. And she would shake her head and kiss their little foreheads. One day, the fishermen and the three eldest children were out on their boat to catch fish. The next three watched the walked to the village to buy some bread and milk, and the mother and her youngest stayed home alone. Now the mother looked out the window and watched the waves crashing on shore. Far in the distance, she noticed on the slick black rocks a band of seals playing and barking. She sighed deeply, and her eyes filled with tears. Her youngest son ran to her side. Mother, what's wrong? he asked. Whenever you look out, you grow so sad. Without thinking, she turned and said, I'm sad because I was born in the sea. It's the home to which I never can return because your father has hidden my sealskin. Now the boy, like all of children in Scotland, had heard tales of the Selkie folk. So right away he knew what his mother must be. He ran Smart to the fire. Kid. 
Yeah, he sounds like such a sweetie. He ran to the fireplace, reached up, and pulled the seal skin from its hiding place, and he held it out to his mother. Is Mm. this it? He asked. How did you find it? She asked, astonished at the sight of her skin. One day I was here alone with father, said the boy, and he took this from his hiding place and stared at it. He said it was special, and now I understand what it is. The woman embraced the sealskin, and then she reached for her child and embraced him. My darling, she whispered, I will always love you, and I will always be with you. And then, clasping the sealskin to her heart, she ran outside and down to the sea. She slipped into her skin and dove into the water. Soon after that, the fisherman and his children were heading home, and they rowed past a group of seals. The fisherman noticed a sleek young seal gazing at the boat, a strange expression on her face, and then he heard that seal cry, a plaintive sound, as she disappeared under the water. When the fisherman arrived home, his youngest son told him what had happened, and he felt his heart break in two, but he understood that his son was a loving boy, more loving than he could ever be, who was Mm -hmm. braver and more generous than he himself had ever been. The fisherman and the children missed the Selkie woman for the rest of their lives, but they knew that she was back and happy in the world where she belonged. But after that time, a seal would often spend ages swimming close to the shore, and they never went hungry for fish. The fisherman's net was always full of large, gleaming fish. The end. Isn't that so interesting? That is. Yeah. Doesn't it kind of like inspire some kind of like... Stockholm Syndrome bullshit a little bit? Yeah. I just... I want to beat that man. I know. I do. I I just... I thought it was so... When I pulled the card today, I was like, this is a tale that all people should hear. Right. Be your authentic self and whatever that is. Don't... Yeah. Do not give up your seal skin. And I understand like growing to love your captor in some ways. Sure. But isn't it beautiful that I thought it was so cool that like a child was the one that was like, here, I want you to live and love and be free and be happy. And like, you know, there's kind of a message in there too of like, you can't change your spots entirely for someone else or for something else right even if again she loved her kids she She loved she ended up loving her husband husband. yeah but she's a seal she's a selkie like she can't do anything but be what she is yeah and i think there could have been a world where like the story could have been different if the husband would have come to the water and wooed her and if she would have stayed she could have been both yeah Yeah, she could have came and went but now i mean because part of me thought that you know she could take off her skin and spend time with her kids and her but yes there was probably a fear there that he was going to steal her skin again that's exactly what i was thinking i'm so glad that you interpreted the story the same way as it's like if he would have loved her for who she was for who she was and let her be free yes yes then she would have come back to him and taken off her skin and she could have trusted him to hold on to it for her and then to go back to her selkie self but he tried to contain her and she couldn't trust him again and had to go away isn't that so i right like everybody should have that story in their hearts anyway so i sometimes i will talk um to clients who are in tough relationships and give that story as an example of like you can love somebody more than anything in your heart, but it doesn't mean the relationship was it's healthy gonna, right. or good yep. or allows you to be your authentic self. Yeah. And, I also, and you need a relationship where you can be your authentic self. Yeah. If you can't be 100% you in that relationship, it's it's not going to ever feel 
Yeah. Like it should. Yeah. A, a better relationship for the Selkie woman might have been with a sailor who loved the sea and was out there with her. Mm. You know, right? Yeah. Like they could live the life together where, you know, he is he is traveling with her and lets her kind of be on the boat and then also be in the water. That would have been somebody who would have matched her better, not this stubborn man who wanted her for himself and right. to lock her away. Yeah. Yeah, isn't that cool? Anyway, oh, so I love yeah. it. Yeah. I just was like cool. I, I pulled that card today and I was like, oh, authentic self. I should tell this to to people listening to our podcast. So I dig it. There you go. There's a folktale. I I love it. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> I think we should do folktales more often. I think those are fun. I was considering that. Uh for maybe part of the what's good, I can share some other folktales because this is something that I really truly enjoy. So it's always a what's good for me. I love it. So what did you try for the outside of podcast experimentation? I think it was a longer term goal. So I don't know. Yeah. So I didn't necessarily do anything with mine. It's just a long term goal of kind of checking in mid therapy Mm -hmm. uh, with our termination plans. Like how are we doing with our goals? Mm -hmm. Where do we feel like we are? Mm-hmm. kind of just doing a periodic check-in more often. Yes, absolutely. Oof, I love that. And it's just an ongoing goal. Yep. Yep. How about you? Mine was just to kind of keep not being a snake oil salesman <laughs> and just kind of listen to client signals and cues for wanting to discharge. I feel like I have done that successfully. I feel like I always let people know, hey, you know, based on your timeline, what you have financially going on, I could see you once a week, I could see you once a month, it's what you need. And I try to make sure that like, here is what if money were no object, I would recommend. And here's what I recommend if money is obviously something that is important. And I let folks make that choice. choice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that's been really good. And I continue to think that fair business practices and ethical business practice will always actually make you more money in the long run anyway. So agreed. The end, like suck at other people. Yep. I don't I don't have any tolerance for that. I'm like no. such a weirdo about that. I think you should always be honest. I just do. No, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Oh, especially especially as a therapist. Like yeah. I feel like that this you're is in like a, a sacred yeah. healing role. Yes. And if you're being sneaky slicky about it, like yeah. what the f- <laughs> <laughs> Sneaky slicky. <laughs> Better not be that. sneaky slicky. <laughs> oh, yeah, Lordy. Yeah. Don't be sneaky slicky. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I agree. You're you're in a role that's trusted and you are supposed to be kind of like a model of like positive mental health and good behavior. And, and ethics. And, yeah, and yeah. ethics. Yeah. And then you're just being like sneaky slicky. No thanks. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> I like that a Dutchisms. lot. Dutchisms. Yeah. So we are returning this week to our topic of terminating with yes. your therapist. And last week I had brought up, hey, what if you don't have a great therapist or right. you as the client don't Are feel feeling like it's ready to a end good it. fit? Yeah. yeah. How do I tell somebody this? So I thought first we could just Start say there. some situations that could cause you to want to get out as a client. So things are, I'm not really progressing. Like, yep. this is really- I'm not seeing progress. Yeah. My issues are, my symptoms are still the same. My issues are still the same. I'm trying the stuff that you're telling me, but it's just not, it's not working. Yeah. A second thing could be, I just don't like you. <laughs> right. Yeah. I just don't feel comfortable with you. There's just something about you that we're not clicking. Yeah. And it could yeah. be like anything from I don't like you to I like you too much to sure. Right. It could be any of those things, but it could be like the relationship here is not what I need to move forward. So right. That could be another reason. Another reason could be just like you don't feel like this person has expert area in the Definitely. thing that yeah. you are Again, asking them about. Maybe they're maybe really good with insomnia, but not so good with. PTSD, yeah. Yeah. Right. And maybe you just discovered that. Or maybe you're moving. 
Yeah. Is another good reason. Yep. Or maybe you just need to decrease the amount of sessions because you don't have a lot of time. Whatever your reason are, those those are all valid reasons. Right. So you don't actually have to have even a, quote, good reason no. to change therapist or to stop with your therapist. Like, that's right. ultimately your decision. Yes. Yeah. And I hope that you feel comfortable enough in whatever relationship you're in with them that you would openly be able to have this discussion. But sometimes that's part of why it's hard to leave is because there's some uncomfortability mm-hmm. that's happening there. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's like the thing that makes you want to leave is the thing that also makes it hard to have the dialogue. <laughs> right. <laughs> One option for having a conversation with a therapist is actually using the dear man technique that we Ooh, have used yeah. before. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a good option for any assertive communication, but uh, the dear man acronym stands for D, describe what is happening objectively. E, express your emotion about the situation. Mm-hmm. A, assert what you need out of the situation are reinforce why it's good for everyone those are the specifics of how you do it and then you would do it mindfully appearing confident and negotiating if you need to for the man portion right so an example would be hi therapist michaela I have noticed that in a couple of different sessions, I'm just not totally feeling comfortable and I just don't feel like I'm making the progress I need right now. Mm-hmm. Express the emotion. I'm feeling a little nervous talking to you about this and scared that you're going to be upset. Assert the need. But I think I do need to probably terminate therapy. I, we can maybe come back for one more week, but I don't really want to keep going. And our reinforce why it's good for both of you. It's really not anything to do with you or anything to do with me. I just think that we would both like you would get some time back in your week to have a client that fits you better. And then I will get to a therapist that fits me better. Yeah. Emphasizes the things that I need. And that would just be a very direct, you could even sugarcoat it more, but that's like the direct kind of way to say it using the dear man skill. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. Again, I think if you need to prep yourself up, if you need to write it out, mm-hmm. like if, if there's that level of anxiety they're saying it, you know, mm-hmm. you could write your little speech out that you want to say. Yeah. And and be like, okay, here's here's the deal. <laughs> yeah. A good therapist may, and maybe you're relieving this person because they're not a great therapist, but a good therapist may ask you follow-ups like, hey, uh, is there anything I can change? Or right. Is there anything I could have done differently? Yeah. Like, how can I make sure if you'd like to try it, I can get a little bit more feedback? They might say, hey, you know, let's make sure this is not an avoidance thing. So right. they might bring that up and I'd just ask you to explore that out of good faith. Like, hey, we were, if it was, you were just about to talk about your trauma. Yeah, yeah. And then and you're you trying actually, to get you out of there. You were making progress, but you're now like, oh shit, <laughs> yeah. it's too hot to the fire. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. They might ask you that. They might be like, hey, is it because we're moving too fast on the trauma? Would you like to slow down? Would that right. be a better option? Sometimes they will kind of like, give a little pushback, healthy pushback, but it's more like asking you questions. Right. And saying ultimately you're in charge, but here are some things to think about. Right. Yeah. Cause sometimes, you know, you do see that. If you're if you're actually making really good progress, they are like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. I, I can't go any deeper. That's too deep. I'm gonna yeah. drown. Yeah. You know? Oh, I had a client a couple of weeks ago who I was like, hey, let's call him Mr. Smith. Mr. Smith, we're going to start talking about some trauma stuff. It's going to be pretty intense. I want to go slowly with you, et cetera, et cetera. And he's like, no, I'm ready. It's going to be fine. And I was like, okay. (laughs) And so we started. And then two or three weeks later, he's like, I don't know if I can do this. I should probably stop therapy. I was like, you can stop therapy. 
at literally any time that you would like to stop therapy. I will give you some information about stopping therapy in the middle of a trauma narrative, right? which is that it could continue to be worse before it gets better. Here are some alternatives, <laughs> but you let me know what you want, right? right? Whatever you need. And then just kind of poked around like, is this because you're not feeling that's a good fit? Is this because whatever? Exactly. And then the client was like, no, I am pooping my pants. <laughs> right. And this is just really scary because I'm hitting some some real buttons. Yeah. And I yeah. said, well, if you were pooping your pants, we may be in the right place, but we might need to slow down a little bit because right. we don't want to go that full force. But so that ended up being a different conversation. And a therapist But again, might you were being you supportive. That. I mean- yeah. You want the, you should be hearing your therapist being supportive, you being like, this is ultimately your choice. Yes. The pushback they're giving is clarifying what the reasoning is for mm. your departure. And again, mm. sometimes you can just be like, oh, you know, I just don't think we're driving. Like, I just don't feel a connection. Yeah. Or click. Like, if that's the thing, that's the thing. But yeah, they're trying to investigate for your well being. And if yeah. that's not the yeah. way they're investigating. Yeah. If there's here's your sign. Yeah. <laughs> if they're investigating like, well, you have codependency issues and you're just being avoidant, so you should stay. If they say crap like that, then double down. Like you got to get right. out of there. Right. But if they're asking you a bunch of questions and they're asking for like purposes related to your progress. And like Michaela said, you had been making progress. That's a different thing. Right. Um. So, yeah, that's one possible way to discharge. You can also ghost. Like, sure, straight yeah. up, y'all. You can just not come and yeah. never come again. Don't answer phone calls. <laughs> yep. You yep. can ghost. You can send an email. That was the dear man thing. Sure. A lot of people end up doing an email just because then they can write it out in advance. Yeah. And then just say, like, I'd like to cancel my next appointment after the end of the dear man speech. Yeah. And that's totally fine. I actually love a good discharge email. That's fine. Like, that if somebody were just like, hey, don't want to come back. Don't need any more. All right. Okay, bye. Have a good one. Yeah. Right? Like that's – and if your therapist is taking that personally, like I do – there are times where I'm like, oh, that sucks. Right? Like where you're like, oh, that sucks. I wish that person would have come back. Mm -hmm. Or man, damn it. I did something wrong there. Right? We might feel a little bit like, okay, I need to like do something better or differently. But ultimately – there should never be any like negative feel. It shouldn't be like right. That it's not. A piece it's of not crap. a thing on you. It's more of like, oh shit, I didn't do this quite right. Like yeah. it's more us kind of getting down on ourselves for maybe dropping a ball or yeah, yeah. You know, but you don't need to worry about that as a client. That no, is not that's your not role. your problem. You, that's not your problem. <laughs> you just need to get out of there. You don't need to take care of your therapist's feelings. You're not no. there for that. No, you are a hundred percent not in therapy for your therapist's yeah, feelings. Yeah, you're not in therapy to take care of your <laughs> therapist's about feelings. You. It's it's cool that you care. It's really cool that you care, but ultimately, like, you could care less. <laughs> right. And that would be all right. So what is the next kind of section we want to talk about on treatment and termination? So having a treatment plan or agreed upon goals really is what helps a client and therapist know when it's time to terminate therapy. Yes. So treatment plans can help guide the therapy process by outlining the client's goals and objectives. And without goals, therapy can kind of become aimless. Aimless, yeah. Yeah, like a new problem keeps arising and it causes the therapy to kind of just continue indefinitely. Yeah, problem of the week. Right, yeah. So goals kind of create that clear finish line and help give therapy the trajectory that we need. Right. 
A lot of times clients will come in with like kind of a new fire to put out each week and it can be difficult getting to treatment goals. And if that becomes a distraction, you probably should make an agreement with the client to talk about that week's problem for, you know, X amount of time, whatever feels reasonable to the client. But then afterwards, you have to move on to broader treatment goals. So you can kind of divide session accordingly, but it does need to have some overarching theme. A lot of times what I like to do is I'll actually just pull the fire of the week and relate that to to the current the longer term. Goal. Yeah, sure. exactly. I'll be yeah. like, okay, so this is like your broader goal of communicating better with people. Like you didn't have to like throw the garbage can at Linda down the <laughs> hall, right? Like we can't do that anymore right. sort of thing. And so even though Linda is being the worst. Right. <laughs> Linda may be terrible. However, we're working on communication. Yeah. So that's not effective. Yeah. Like this yeah. is our broader goal of talking to people differently, etc. And so you can relate the fire of the week to something broad. Yeah. And perhaps maybe you need to modify your goals. I mean, if there are different fires that keep coming up, maybe that's Mm -hmm. something you approach with the client and say, okay, well, this keeps being kind of a theme with all these different fires. Perhaps we need to make a different goal for for where we're going in therapy. Maybe we're going to make a right turn here and start working on something else first. Absolutely. Yep. The client might be ready to terminate when they've maintained a significant reduction in symptoms or issues related to their presenting problem, which we've talked about. So as long as you're like, hey, I'm not depressed anymore. I'm not anxious anymore. Like we all agree. Yeah. Yeah. Like we all know that it's not going to be perfect, but it might just be like I'm handling this way better. Yeah, I'm managing. I'm using my skills and they're really effective. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm not cured, but... I don't feel like death every single day and I know how to get around it when I do. Yeah. That's kind of a sign. A lot of times people discharge from therapy when they're like, oh, like I've learned all the tools and now I just know that I might go into remission with depression, but it might come back and then how to deal with it. That's usually a time when people discharge. Termination can also work when just clinically our professional judgment is like we've seen how far this goes right usually doesn't go any further than this or get any more improved than this right yeah we're just gonna note that hey we think that you're ready for it you know we might note your decreased symptoms or your improved relationships or just the positive outlook that you now have Mm -hmm. and your improved functioning you know as therapists kind of bring up all those things and remind them how how much better they're doing and that maybe they're ready yeah absolutely and also too we can get like clear regular assessments sometimes we'll do like a beck depression inventory or a phq9 or a gad and these are all basically like assessments they're like buzzfeed quizzes yeah yeah they (laughs) are they're like self self monitoring (laughs) quizzes that you give yourself to to rate your symptoms and how you're feeling and Mm -hmm. so if those are starting to look a lot better and you're using those throughout treatment then that can be a good indicator to be like all right this person is barely showing any signs anymore cool yeah right and i think too like they're standardized and normalized they're good measures it's it's worth a try definitely yeah so really termination should be considered a process and not an event like we said beforehand you know this is a phase of treatment so as the client's time in therapy starts to draw to a close we want our termination to become the focus of the session. We want to review their achievements, they, we want to reinforce their plan for maintaining good mental health. So an example of that might be like during your first session, it was really terrifying for you to talk about your trauma. When you tried, your body would shake, you would cry, you would try to change the subject. Now you're really able to tell it almost matter-of-factly without a single tear. You know, even though you maybe still have some painful feelings, you still have some difficult moments, you've really come a long way. I think you might be ready to to end therapy. Yeah, you're no longer avoiding social situations or intimacy. You're talking to the people you love again. I mean... These, yeah, it's probably a good time. Probably okay. Like, you right. don't need me you're, anymore. You're doing pretty well. Mm-hmm. 
And as therapists, we should be gauging the client's readiness to discharge treatment. So when therapeutic goals are nearing completion, we discuss the client's readiness to terminate and their feelings, Mm -hmm. positive, negative, or neutral related to ending therapy. And we do that over a couple of sessions usually too. Right. Like time allowing, we'll bring it up well before the final date, like a couple of sessions before the final date and just be like, hey, I think you're doing okay. And not only do we kind of take time before it, but we also might just do like booster sessions afterwards. Definitely. Like, so it feels like a, like more like you're weaning down. Yes. Yeah. For most, it's kind of this fading out process. You know, your frequency of sessions is kind of gradually reduced. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you were seeing every other week. Now you're going every three, then you're a month, then you're every two or yeah. something along those lines. Yeah, exactly. And then sometimes clients will email or call you and be like, yeah, I don't even need it. Like, and then sometimes they've even had like not a formal because termination is like a couple of sessions. Like sometimes I've had it be the case where I don't even have a formal termination session because like I've literally had it be true that I had a follow up scheduled for, with somebody in like a month or two months or something like that. And they literally just sent me a postcard from Rome, and they were like, <laughs> "I'm good, thanks, homie. I'm good." Yeah, and I was I've just had like, that too, where it's like, "We'll have one more session," and they just don't come to that last one. Yeah, and you're yeah. like, "That is so that's magical! Okay. Like that's the best ghost maneuver <laughs> to get like a postcard from Rome." To that be like, is, yeah, don't one, need it. That one's pretty epic. Yeah, like wow, fuck yeah! Like I just want to like an eagle to call over my head after <laughs> that like feel yeah. like so special and like i never like that was so mysterious and magical like i never want to see you again like i hope i don't run into you with a grocery store or something <laughs> like, oh so good that's best way awesome. to terminate therapy ever <laughs> and if your client is showing a little reluctance then that's something you want to explore with them like if yeah if they are making progress and they are ready like with your clinical judgment but they're kind of showing a reluctance talk about it mm-hmm. you know explore mm-hmm. that with them and help kind of them feel a little more comfortable and confident. Yeah, exactly. And they, you can, as the therapist, share why you think all the reasons mm-hmm. that you think, and they can share why they're where they're reluctant. You can come up with a team approach, really. Definitely. I mean, yeah. that's what this is. This is a team kind of thing. You know, they're the expert in their own lives, but mm-hmm. you're the expert in mental health. Mm-hmm. So you're trying to find a something that works for both of you. Right. And sometimes they'll offer you alternatives. So Michaela had mentioned kind of earlier in this, like, you know, maybe it's like, okay, now you go to a different kind of care. Sure. Like you go to life coaching or you go to just like support groups or you go to, it doesn't mean like you have to be done with self-care. It just means like a different kind of thing might work better for you at this current juncture. And you can offer alternatives. Like, I don't know, maybe need acupuncture. Who knows? Yeah, definitely. So during the termination process, there are like some good questions I feel like therapists can kind of ask to check in and see where their clients are. So you could be asking, you know, what's been the most meaningful or valuable thing to you from what we've done? What have you learned or accomplished? What positive changes have you noticed? Mm -hmm. How will you continue to use what you've learned? What do you remember the most from therapy? And how will you look back on our work together? I think it's all useful. Yeah. And when we're finally ready to terminate, we should help our clients create a mental health maintenance plan. These are great. Yeah. It's a it's like having that safety net for when shit starts hit the fan. Because again, it's gonna eventually there's going to be some stressor that kind of resets off some of those fires. We can't plan always. for everything, mm-hmm. but we can at least have some tools in our back pocket yeah. for when shit gets real. I've had clients like, 
usually one of the things we'll do is like we'll uh think about potential triggers like things that have been triggers in the past we'll get a list of triggers together yep then we'll get a list of possible responses together i've literally had clients make binders of like here's my triggers and then here's the three coping skills that go under this trigger for me yeah it's like a tailored little like user manual definitely yeah it's it really helps again it's you find you summarize those triggers you find Mm -hmm. the warning signs and you remind them how to manage all those things by using all the self-care coping strategies and social supports that you have worked on and worked through in therapy yeah absolutely and honestly re-engaging in therapy is an option definitely i mean you can talk to them about like Here's when what's normal, right? Like yeah. here's when it's just going to be like shit is just going to hit the fan. Right. But here is when you come back. Like if it if your symptoms are increasing and increasing, you can't get the managed, you can't get it under control, and it's lasting for longer than you want. Okay, it's time now to return to therapy, sure. But, you know, that's that's like under coping skills under I can't get my shit together. That's like at the final level of coping skills. But there are things that you can try before that. Right. And just as like a reminder, so triggers are kind of like emotions, situations, people, places or things that kind of elevate the risk of the problem kind of reoccurring. Yeah, absolutely. That's and a good definition. warning signs are kind of clues that the presenting problem might be returning or intensifying. Yeah, yeah. What's a, I, I have a couple of warning signs for me that like always start out as like, a lot of times they're not uh, emotional even, they're like physical. So I'll like mm. start to get like really sleepy or I'll get like headaches or something. Those are my warning signs. So like some people you might have like, warning signs that are physical yeah you might be like snappy or irritable that could be your warning i think that's a big warning sign for a lot of people Mm -hmm. i I get kind of like a back pain interesting yeah that's your warning sign shit's gonna get real yeah some people get like sick a lot they get more colds Mm, than usual and then that's their warning sign that they're not dealing well but either way you want a sense of what the triggers are that could you know break bad essentially yeah yeah what could tip things over the edge (laughs) yeah and then you want the warning signs that things are currently breaking bad right right so all in all when it's time to part with a client the process can be straightforward and professional or it might be more emotional yeah those are hard those are hard the client may experience a wide range of emotions and so might you as a therapist from sadness to a sense of loss pride satisfaction a sense of independence And we as therapists should allow the client to express all of those emotions and validate the experience. And again, as a therapist, we might be having just as varied as emotional responses. And we can become just as attached to our clients from the deep relationship that we've built with them. But again, we want to work ourselves out of a job. We want our clients to be independent and feel confident and empowered on their own ability to manage their life and manage their mental health. Mm -hmm. I would say almost every time I discharge with a client, I do feel a little sad. I mean, like I really just, it doesn't matter if I loved them, hated them, felt indifferent, whatever, didn't matter. doesn't matter. Like, because ultimately for whoever it is, I want them to be successful. I want them to feel good about their life. I want them to move forward and I will miss them. Whoever you are, like, I have developed a bond with you. I've learned right. all of these intimate details of your life. That's what life. I was going to say. We have such an intimate relationship with our clients. We learn yeah. these details that they've maybe shared with no one before. That's such a deep bond yeah. that it impacts us too. Yeah. And it, it is sad for us too to lose our clients. But again, of course. we we want to see you be successful and forever tethering you to ourselves is not <gasps> Oh my not God, that. it's like the Selkie. Yeah. Oh, oh, full shit. circle. Damn. Wow. Whoa. 
That we was, don't want to steal your seal skin. Wow, that was totally unintentional. <laughs> That's crazy. That just yeah. gave me chills. Yeah, like we always have to let you go. Like yes. at the end of the day, you you are the seal woman. Yeah. Oh, isn't that oh exciting? Oh my God, I love that. Like you should have your freedom. You should be able to go into the sea. You can do that independently and we don't need to hold you there. We need to recognize when it's time for you to go back to the sea and we might miss you and always love you and always care about you. Right. But that doesn't mean that we keep you. Right. Yeah. Aw. I love that. That's, That's so, so exciting. Yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. We are we are geniuses. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, well, so that's kind of a, a little bit of our ideas about termination, both from a therapist and from a client perspective. Yep. It can, right, and if you have other questions, feel free, honestly, just chat us or send us a DM. It right. doesn't matter. We will, we can always add updates to these topic areas. Yeah, I, I have I have a feeling eventually we will circle, circle back around and, and do some of the, revisit some of these. Yeah, I think so too because clients have like uh clients wow freudian slip there <laughs> a lot of our listeners end up having like follow-up questions about things we've already done mm. and so i'm more than happy to circle back mm, so keep that in mind yeah based on that what do we want our outside of pod experiment to be i think i want to do the silky like i want to do something related to that just because of the full circle that happened i want to yeah. do something where i am exploring if i'm i mean i, I feel like i'm a pretty truly authentic person like it's pretty just hard to contain myself like, I don't <laughs> <laughs> like uh, you bursting out of that skin yeah, yeah. but I want to see if I'm really jiving with my independence factors yeah 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 so I I, yeah. I think I just want to do a little check-in with my independence and see where I'm at yeah oh I love that so much I think I'm just gonna thank my partner for uh, letting him be my selkie self like I mm. he he knows he knew every step of the way when I was, <laughs> that you had to go back to the sea yeah he yeah. knew every step of the way and I think he super respects that and I think he likes that about me there's a song yeah. called um bees wing it's an old Irish folk tune maybe I'll read the lyrics to it next week but it's about like you wouldn't want this person any other way than the free nature that they already are mm. and I just really I, I really kind of vibe with that and I knew always I've had partners in the past who I think didn't appreciate that side of me yeah and didn't really think of that as valuable yeah but I I think he does he sees it as valuable and I just had never really had that before and I want to say thank you for that that's just super duper cool and I know that not everybody is this way I think that some people prefer to stay on the land and live that life and that there is nothing wrong with that no people who but, like I mean, those comforts that might be that might be your authentic exactly self, right like exactly. it's just about finding what is you you're and a little fully, hobbit folk yeah fully and that's embracing great. it yeah exactly so I, ju- I just wanted to say thank you and that i appreciate that that independence is yeah granted to me without he, yeah he not only i hate this word allows yeah, your freedom yeah. but he endorses it and yeah, encourages it exactly yeah. like uh sometimes and sometimes when i say thank you he's like yeah you owe me <laughs> 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 like he he thinks it's like ridiculous that somebody should be granted their own freedom and for that yeah. I am so grateful. So yeah, yeah I'll Aww. just just kind of like put that out there. I dig just it. Happy to 
be the silky that I am. And I'll I'll try to remember to come back with Bees Wing if okay. I the lyrics to Bees Wing. I love that. See if you can remember to remind me. <laughs> yeah, I was Good gonna say Lord. I'm not gonna count my memory for that, so that's on you. I called, I called <laughs> if it doesn't, then sorry guys. I called <laughs> Vitamin us. K Special K earlier. So <laughs> the odds that I don't even remember the slip up I had, but it was a slip up. Oh. I said something about people being oily. I don't know. S- or, slicky slippy? Uh something slippy, like that. Slicky. Yeah, I don't even know. <laughs> Whatever. Uh thank you so much for joining us today day folks we so appreciate every minute you spend and we got jokes for you i do have a joke okay hit me it doesn't matter how fast i'm going what matters is that i'm moving forward in the right direction Mm -hmm. the police officer said that's very inspiring but i'm still giving you a ticket (laughs) 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 i like that a lot Okay, so I am going to see if I can stay in the same vein a little bit. What did the injured seal say to the shark? Oh, what? Don't consume if seal is broken. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Uh, What would a seal say before it falls in love? I don't know. Don't seal my heart. (laughs) Okay, what do you call a seal that can also defend our country? A Navy SEAL. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and remember, folks, from us to you, it's always important to practice SEAL care. <laughs> oh, ba-bum. So oh, dumb. I love it. I love it. <laughs> well, thanks again, everyone. And tune in next week to our podcast for more mental health funnies. We will talk yes. to you then. Talk to you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.